Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think these decisions are hard. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think we want nothing more than to, to play really well, really well over the next two weeks. Um, but, but those little decisions in, in you're, you're, you're asking the question, they're phrasing the question about, like, what it would be like if we're selling. But I think the decisions are hard no matter what this time of year. I don't think that uh, buyers view their decisions as a, uh, as simply either it's a it's a complicated time of year and there's a number of teams that are in um sort of similar positions and so i think a lot will uh will play out around baseball over the two weeks now here and, and elsewhere in terms of teams um you know figuring out exactly where they are and making their best or making their best estimate of that uh, at the right time and, and making decisions the decision may have been made easier yesterday when the cubs lost to the red sox Eight to three. That was the voice of Cubs boss Jed Hoyer, who addressed the media before the Cubs eight to three loss to the Red Sox yesterday. He was also in the booth again last night. He was on marquee, and again, every time that I've seen Jed Hoyer in the booth this year, and I, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of his appearances, something of consequence has happened. And last night, it was a good consequence. It was Cody, one of, I think it was the first of his two homers, Cody Bellinger bomb, belly bomb, going oppo. So I got to go back. I got them all on my phone somewhere. But every single time that Hoyer has been in there, good and bad, something has, something happened. And it did again last night. But the, the Cubs, again, seven games back, 42 and 48 as uh, the Cubs try again today. 12.45 pregame, Marcus Stroman against James Paxson. One twenty is when Pat and Zach will have the call ahead of Gabe Ramirez's pregame show. Let's dig in deeper to the Cubs and White Sox and whatever moves us to talk about with my next guest. Paul Sullivan is a columnist for the Chicago Tribune. We bring him in now here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. What's happening, Paulie? What's up, Groat? Here yep. over uh, looking uh, Gallagher way here, so hope, hope you can hear me. Yeah, I got you. It's a little bit tough, okay. but uh, but I got you. Is the, ac- is the action hot at Gallagher way right now? Smoking hot. Oh, yeah. Uh, got a band down there. You got the kids throwing baseballs on the uh, turf, and uh, yeah, it's happening. Sell it, baby. I want you yeah. selling all that stuff. That is that is a hype video right there, man. I, I'm a little worried about you, Gro. When you just I uh, heard you say something about saving Jed Hoyer interviews on your phone. 
Is that true? No, no, no. What I do, what I do, what I meant, Paul, was, and it's a good question because if, if it wasn't clear to you, it's probably not clear to our listeners. I write it down in my notes, in my little notes, oh, my, okay. my hosting notes. I say, Jed Hoyer, this date, but it's not very organized, so that's why I couldn't just recall. So I have a hell of a system, Paul. Okay, so yeah. you don't have the actual interviews like downloaded on your phone. No, 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 no. Every time Jed's on marquee. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of scary that's to think little, that you would be saving those. Yeah, that would be scary forever. That would be that would be what we call obsession, and I don't yeah. I don't want to become that. That's that's a no. bad look. Yeah. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, it, for you and for everybody. We're talking to Paul Sullivan, who is live at Wrigley Field, Paulie with the Chicago Tribune. I'm Mark Rohde on the score. What stood out to you of the things that Jed Hoyer addressed with the media before the game yesterday? Well, I have to be honest, I, I wasn't there. I, I did hear basically the same stump speech last week in Milwaukee on uh, whether he's a buyer or seller and how hard it is. And I, honestly, you could, you could play the same thing every year. I mean, that's that's the way it is this time of year for a lot of teams because when you add to the playoffs and you have uh, so many mediocre teams in both the AL Central and the NL Central, and, you know, you're going to have a lot of teams that are semi-in contention at this point of the year, and it is a tough decision, but, you know, it's no different from any other year, I don't think. There's just maybe a few more teams that don't know what they're going to do, and the, the Cubs are one of them. And Really, you look at the teams six games under 500, and there should be no question that they should be sellers, but uh, since they're in such a bad division, they, they've got a shot. So it's up to Jed to, uh, you know, do something. Wow. Yeah. So, sorry. We're just bringing it down a little bit there, a little an ambulance there. I mean, we love Nat Sound, but that is, that is the Nat Sound of, of Wrigleyville, isn't it, Paul, hearing a fire engine driving around? Well, that's kind of a Chicago uh, backdrop yeah. in my mind at this point, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, that is, that is sad, but, sad but true. So what is the yeah. number? So the, as you said, Cubs are 42 and 48. There's seven games back in the division, so you can make the case with as many games that are left that seven games and in that division, it's not too much to overcome. Are the Reds real? All of that kind of stuff. What do you think the number is in their minds to where they would sell in terms of games back in the division? Um, I would think if they're where they're at right now, they would sell. Um, a week is a, a lot to make up. Uh, but let's, you know, August 1st deadline, so you got two months to make it up. Uh, I would say if they're within three or four games, they could, you know, probably at least keep the status quo. But, uh, you know, they're going through the same thing with Stroman as with Wilson, except that the you know, there wasn't that many teams really interested in Wilson, and I think there's going to be a lot of teams interested in Stroman if, if he's available. And, uh, you know, it's a tough call. You don't want to lose him for nothing. On the other hand, he says he loves this place, and if you do think you can sign him back, then uh, by all means keep him. So I think that's the toughest call. I think Bellinger for sure I would trade, especially now that he's hot. You should probably act on that a little quicker. Uh, but those are really the two big guys right now. Do, do they have to keep one of either Kyle Hendricks or Marcus Stroman in order to be at least look like they're serious about next year? Because like if you start if you just start trading away all your starting pitchers, you're you're heading into unless you've got a real plan, you're heading into some another really bad year next year. 
Yeah, I think uh, if they did that, they definitely would be signaling a semi-rebuild. You know, you got Ben Brown in the system. He's supposed to be ready by next year, I would think. And Palencia, you know, came on in relief this year, but I think they think of him maybe long-term as a starter. So they do have some guys, maybe, you know, Killian. But, uh, yeah, I I don't see the Cubs going in that direction just because the fact that – they basically have already done that, and uh, this is supposed to be a time where they're coming out of the rebuild. And, you know, we have, we've yet to see that, but most of the guys they got in the 2021 20, trade, the big sell-off, uh, you know, really none of them are here yet, except Wesneski was here a little while. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, they've got a lot of guys for those for those deals that really we haven't seen what they can do yet. That's Paul Sullivan, writer, columnist for the Chicago Tribune. You can find him on Twitter, at P.W. Sullivan. I'm Mark Grody on the score. Let's switch over to the White Sox. They, they lose last night to the Braves 9-0. Michael Kopech didn't even make it out of, the, out of the first inning, even though the White Sox are, I guess, like if you're trying really hard, you could still make a case for them eight and a half back in the division. But I'm not making a case for them. Is, is there a case for them, you think, other, anything other than starting to do what they probably dread doing, and that is to break up what everybody thought was a promising core? Yeah, I, I think that's the only answer at this point. Uh, you know, you heard uh, Frank on the postgame show, Frank Thomas, last night just basically so down the team that he, he thinks this core uh, should be broken up because uh, they really haven't proven anything yet. And that would probably mean like Eloy, Kopech, uh, you know, a couple of guys that are big names. I don't think they would trade Cease or, or Luis at this point. But, uh, you know, they, they really need a, a shock to the system there. And uh, this team's not doing it. I think Fox fans are tired of seeing it. Um it's a shame because uh, it really looked like the, the rebuild was headed in the right direction a couple of years ago, and now it's uh, regressing. So I don't see how Han has any other choice than to start dumping some of these guys. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Last thing for you, Paulie, before we let you get back to your dance party, Northwestern, according to John Morosi, is interested in baseball coaches and candidates with Major League Baseball ties. Joe Girardi and Mark Loretta are on the early list as the as is the White Sox assistant GM Chris Getz, another guy uh, Ben Greenspan, highly regarded Michigan assistant, could also be considered. But you know the names that are popping off my page, and those are are Joe Girardi and Chris Getz. And I don't even know if yeah. Girardi is doing the game again today. Has he received any attention? Yeah. Um. I haven't uh, seen him today, but he is doing the game. Uh, I would be shocked if he did that because uh, I think he, he wants to manage in the majors again and I think he will get another shot somewhere, maybe even here in Chicago. So I don't see that happening. Uh, Loretta sounds like a better candidate. I don't think Chris Getz would do it because uh, you know I think the White Sox uh, have some plans for him uh, after Rick Hahn is gone, uh, whenever that is. So I, I don't see that happening either. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's a tough call to, to change your career and go into Big Ten uh, Northwestern coaching. Uh, it's a bad program. It's coming off of a scandal of sorts with his coach. And, uh, yeah, I don't know who would want it, really. 
Yeah, it's a tough one, man, for sure, unless they just threw the threw the millions at him or something like that. And I obviously I don't know, and I'm assuming. Yeah, Did anyone – let me ask you this. Yeah. When was the last time Northwestern baseball was even on your thoughts? Right. Street. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, you're right. It's it's because of Jim Foster getting fired. You're right. I mean, nobody cares. I think, I think I, I had to think because, as we know, Brian Anderson is now the the interim coach, the former Chicago White Sox player. I had to even think about that, I, and I was like, yeah, I think I remember there being a one line story about Brian Anderson being the assistant at Northwestern. That may have been the last yeah. time I thought about Northwestern baseball, Paul. Yeah, it's not a program that's uh, really going to generate interest in Chicago. Um, you know, it's hard enough to get interested in a football team, let's face it. So, uh, it's a sad situation. Uh, they didn't do their due diligence in hiring the guy, and now he's gone. And uh, hopefully he didn't create too much damage to the program. But, uh, you know, I, don't, I think they should just let Anderson stick there a while and see what he can do. Yep. Paul, thank you, man. I'll let you get back to the party at uh, Gallagher Way. Yeah, it's hopping. If you want to come out, I'll, uh, I'll save you a spot, man. All right, man. I appreciate you as always. That is Paul Sullivan. He is the award-winning writer and columnist for the Chicago Tribune. Again, on Twitter, P.W. Sullivan. Yeah, if you didn't hear, which I'm positive you did, Northwestern fired their coach, Jim Foster, for engaging in bullying and abusive behavior. The assistant coach is indeed Brian Anderson, the, the you remember Brian Anderson, promising prospect for the White Sox, did not work out his career. I think he was a he was a pitcher for a while too, wasn't he? Did he pitch? Yeah, I think Brian Anderson was one of those guys who tried to resurrect his career by by becoming a pit a pitcher. But Foster canned one year into the job, and to Paul's point, that one year was ten and forty. Yeah, I mean we don't really care about college baseball. This is not, this is not an indictment of Northwestern when it comes to the baseball program. We don't. It's just not something we don't cover college baseball. I know Shady Sears probably does a little bit, but <laughs> very, very little, just very keep, little. Keeping an eye on the prospects. Well, actually, um, where did their guy Shaw come from? Isn't he a Big Ten guy? The, their yeah, Maryland. Yeah, yeah Maryland. he's a Maryland guy. Now, you know what? I still don't think of Maryland as Big Ten, so forget it's that. It's super weird, right? Yeah. 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 It's a very odd thing. Well, isn't a UCLA coming to the Big Ten now or something like that? Or at least they're, they're going to be playing them now, right? Everybody's filled out their applications. It's just a matter of who they accept at this point. They've got right. Northwestern's hundreds and hundreds of applications on their desk. But, yeah, Joe Girardi and Mark Loretta both went to Northwestern, as did Chris Getz, who I didn't even ask. Paul about that, but I guess he probably indicated within his answer that you're not going to go, you know, in Chris Gatz's case, a spot in the front office and Girardi being Joe Girardi and Mark Loretta sounds interesting. I had no idea if any of those guys would be interested in any of that at all, but that is definitely something that we will continue to cover right here on the score. But when we come back, we got room for you, by the way. If you want to text or call, 312-644-6767. Something awesome happened last night in the White Sox television broadcast. We will explain that to you and bring that to you coming up. And I got a cool project that I'm going to be working on that I would like to share with you when we return here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Go get it, baby. Let's go. 
When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. If you're the White Sox, this is just nightmare fuel right now. Kopech cannot find the zone, and the one pitch that he does is obliterated. What a start for this Braves offense already in the second half, and we're not even an out into it. The Braves, as you have heard time and time again, lead Major League Baseball in first inning runs. They also lead Major League Baseball in home runs by a lot. And it all added up last night. The Braves shut out the White Sox 9 to nothing. That call was on Bally Sports. Matt Olson with a mighty grand slam off of Michael Kopech, and it was a nightmare for Michael Kopech, a nightmare for the White Sox as he goes two-thirds of an innings, allows four runs, grand slam, four hits, and just for the hell of it, while he was there, he walked for. That was obviously the big problem for Michael Kopech last night. And it is. It's an absolute nightmare because it kind of, like, as if the Sox didn't clinch a playoff less season earlier this year, like when they hit the 15 mark, the White Sox are now 17 games under 500. They are eight and a half games back in the division. We're going to hear from Pedro Grafal trying to explain the mess that was last night here in just a second. But first, Something awesome did happen in the broadcast last night, and I feel like I was rewarded for watching a lot of that game last night. I was rewarded towards the end of the game. And intermittently throughout this game, the White Sox did a good job of finding, or NBC Sports Chicago, finding a an Atlanta super celebrity Hall of Famer Andrew Jones was in the stands. He was in the good seats, the recliners, in the first three rows with his wife or girlfriend. I don't know who the woman was. I'm just going to assume that it was his wife. And they were hanging out, and the camera kept showing him. And Ozzie Guillen, who does pre and post on NBC Sports Chicago, is connected with Andrew Jones. He's friends with Andrew Jones. So he kept saying throughout the broadcast, I'm going I'm to I'm touch him. So he's texting Ozzy, or he's trying to text Andrew Jones throughout the game, and apparently Andrew Jones 
is not responding to the text messages. So they're having fun with it. They're like, oh, this guy's not getting – and they're showing him on the camera. <laughs> Finally, Ozzy decides the hell with this. I'm calling this guy because he obviously sees that I'm calling, I uh, that I'm texting. Now I'm going to try to call the dude. And he picked up. We saw him on camera. And this was on the air. And I just thought it was a great TV broadcast moment. But- <laughs> Oh, here we oh. go. With Hey, he rolled his eyes, Ozzy. He rolled his <laughs> eyes. Outstanding. So now all we have to, all we have to, Ozzy. Is he on the phone with him right now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big win Mira, for Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Get this guy out of here. That was awesome, though. So, again, and that's Gordon Beckham doing the game. Beckham from Atlanta. Perfect that he is there. That is Ozzy Guillen live on the air talking to Andrew Jones. So, it was hilarious. It was almost like... Andrew Jones just became a fan, like of the fans that are always at White Sox games and more at Cubs games where they are waving at the camera. You see them talking to their friends. Oh, neat. I'm on TV. And that's what went on with Ozzie Guillen and Andrew Jones last night. So I know a lot of you did not get a chance to hear that or see that because you probably didn't stay with the White Sox. And I totally understand. But Michael Kopech was rough last night as we're talking about it. And how do you explain what happened last night? Let's go to Pedro Grafal, the White Sox manager, to try to get some semblance of an answer here. You say Rusty and Kopech. Um, yeah. you, you put this more on the time off for him? You know, he, he, he threw his bullpens. He was ready to pitch. He just... He just couldn't find his command, you know. But he felt good, man, which is a good sign for us. He, he, he felt good. He was strong. It's just about, you know, just fine-tuning his mechanics and, you know, getting back to work with Ethan. You know, he'll hit the ball five or six days from now. All right, the, uh, the body language we see from Kovac, sort of a natural byproduct of just the struggling he's going through in right now. He, he, you know, he just looks different on the mound than he did, than he did earlier in the season. I don't know. I mean, when you're when you're you're fighting your mechanics a little bit, probably, and you're fighting the strike zone, you know, maybe you you, you get to thinking. You know, I'm not sure how that affects you know the body language or not, but you know, he had a tough first inning. You know, so maybe that could be a result of that. I'm not sure. Pedro Grafal there trying to explain Michael Kopech's inning last night as he was pulled out in the first inning and going out of the game too. One thing that's been a pattern for the White Sox, and it was very present last night, is two out, or I should say two strike hitting. The Brian Shaw gets in the game last night and ends up giving up four runs. He allows four straight hits during that inning with two outs. That is that is an absolute issue for the I mean, that's it's not supposed to work that That's way. That's bad, yep. <laughs> That's the way it's been working a lot for the White Sox this year. And there's nothing more frustrating than that. I think you know, two outruns, they suck. Two strike hits, they're worse. 
And that's what Brian Shaw was doing last night. Not to mention that just about, I'm watching the game early, just about every inning was ending with a double play. The Braves had three double plays through five innings last night and ended up with four in the game. Fittingly, the game ended on a double play as well. So, and look, Atlanta is great. That's a terrific team that, I mean, they are stacked. Like I said, they could pitch it. They could hit it. You got Spencer Strider going tonight, 11-2 and with the 344 ERA. And as they were talking about last night, he's just ripping those four-seamers down the middle of the plate and saying, go get it. Go get it. And teams are not getting it. A little bit like Lance Lynn. You know, Lance Lynn has lived on fastballs and – I've always been scared of that. Like, eventually, isn't somebody? I know you got all these variable fastballs, but eventually, fastballs, major league hitters are going to be on it. They were not on Lance Lynn the last time. Lance Lynn coming off that. This is a big one for Lance Lynn and for the White Sox organization because if GMs are zeroing in on Lance Lynn right now, this is the one where you say, okay, he was really good in the seven shutout innings he had. And the 11 strikeouts and zero walks, even though the game was a nightmare because that was the game where Toronto wins at 6-2-10, and 10, the ground ball fest, where just about every one of their runs was just a ground ball. And, you know, so they deserve to win in all of that. But if you saw that game, you know it was ground balls. But the White Sox, unfortunately, have not made their own luck this year. But if Lance Lynn is good and really good today – you're starting to bring up that value for him no matter what he has done this season. And he has been bad this year, 5-8 and eight with a 6.03 ERA. But he's a veteran in this league with a very good track record, even his early time with the White Sox. So if he does it again today, that's another guy. I mean, Lucas Giolito is the guy we're talking about the most. But watch Lance Lynn and hope that he can continue to put it together. So Lynn against Spencer Strider in the White Sox 2 night. One other thing I want to I want to hear and this is really self-serving because I picked Tim Anderson to be my second half guy to have the breakout to get over what has ailed him at the plate and he had a couple of singles last night. So a couple of sharp singles. So let's uh, let's talk about that with Pedro Grafal. TA looked like he was having a good time, Pedro. TA had a couple of hits you like like what you saw. I did. I liked his work today. I liked you know the way he got after it. I mean, he had a really good day's work. He hit. He hit a ton. Felt good. You know, overall, he was. He today. He was. He was really good. He was locked in. And it doesn't surprise me that he went out there and got a couple of hits. Made made a couple of plays. He felt. He looked good today all day long. Yeah, he needs it, man. I mean, he needs it for the sake of the White Sox. He needs it for the really for the sake of his own career to get his. And he's another guy too, who. We know what he's capable of. We know what the track record is with batting titles and big, massive moments for the White Sox. So it's not like this guy necessarily has to prove something, but I think for his own self and his own future and what money he might make or may not make going forward, Tim Anderson needs to get his act together here in the second half for sure. Uh, Texter 708, where is David Bodie? He could play third base and hit better than anyone they've had there recently. David Bodie's playing for AAA, right? He's he's not hurt or anything, right, he's Sean? With, he's in Iowa, but he's not on the 40-man roster. Oh, anymore. he's not even on the 40-man mm-hmm. roster. Anymore. So okay. he, he, he could have potentially become a free agent, but he opted to stay in Iowa to keep his contract. So he's still making like $3 million, I think, playing for Iowa. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, hey, good for him. He's, he, did, he did the right thing. I mean, remember David Bodie? 
when he was with the Cubs and he was working miracles, David Bodie, rhymes with Grody, hitting home runs and doing what he does. And then he said, and the Cubs came to him and said, gave him a what, like a three-year, 15 million, something like that. I it was like five years, five, 15 million. Yeah, just something, something like to that. be like, hey, I'm, this is, he knows he's a grinder. He knows he's going to be a guy that's probably going to be up and down throughout his career. That was a really smart decision by David Bodie. And yeah, I mean, Look, the, David Bodie's not the guy that I'm looking like I'm thinking about right now. That's a stretch that David Bodie is the guy that needs to come up and save you. No, I do have um, we do have some pregame cuts here from David Ross giving updates on Nick Madrigal and Dansby Swanson. Bring Those it. two guys are good. Hopefully, yeah. I mean one of them is. Yeah, you got you say you got that right now, Sean. Uh, yeah, feeling better. We'll see how he looks tomorrow. My guess Swanson. is he won't be active tomorrow. Uh, would be my guess, but um, getting better every, every single day running uh feels good hitting been able to uh track i think it was tracking drew's bullpen today taking reps in the cage taking reps in the field for ground balls um a little timid coming in on some like the running part of like some slow roller stuff like that and then uh i think it still bothers him a little bit when he's having to run and so that's that's going to be an important part of his game yeah good progress for nick uh looks really good feels good i think the hope is if things continue to to progress, we could actually get him on a rehab assignment before we go on the road. So, like, that would be a and, – and hopefully with, you know, maybe not too much time off to just get a couple reps and at-bats and, and see him soon. That's the hope. Now, there's a lot that could go wrong in the middle of that, and, and we're going to be cautious with the history. But he feels great, and the trainers are extremely positive from what they thought it might be. Cubs manager David Ross right there talking about Nick Madrigal. That tape was from just a short while ago. So that's good news for Nick Madrigal. Actually, he was playing very well before he went down. I think he was playing well in the game in which he was injured going after a foul ball. So hopefully Madrigal is back soon. And then he was talking about Dansby Swanson. Sounds like not going to go today, possibly in the next couple of days. The good news, if they're being honest about the injury, is that it is, I believe, is a, a heel contusion, ankle contusion, one of my favorite words, which really, which essentially means bruise. So he's hurting and he is uncomfortable. This sounds like one of those cases where if, you know, they really, 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 really needed him today, he'd be able to go. But I don't know the extent to which uh, Dansby Swanson is feeling that uh, contusion right now. couple of things here before – we get out of here. I'm Mark Grody on the score. Cubs baseball coming up. Marcus Stroman against James Paxton, 1245. So Gabe Ramirez is going to be doing the the pregame. He'll be doing the postgame, just like he did yesterday. Uh, Zach Zabman and Pat Hughes are doing the call of the game. So that's the booth configuration today. And let me not leave out Paulie Zerang either. But Sean Sears has just been informed or at least by his calculation, he has been informed that Gabe Ramirez will be singing this boy band singer. Gabe Ramirez will be singing the stretch today. Is that what you, cause I don't have this information. Yeah. That's what, uh, that's what he's informed me of. I think he's doing this to rub it in um, <laughs> because he knows he's getting to do something I'd love to do. Oh and then on God. top of that, he's getting killing to you? Sing a little bit, a little bit. I texted him. <laughs> I'm trying to be really nice for you, but I'm very jealous. <laughs> That's incredible, man. That is, I will be tuned in. So be tuned in in the seventh inning. Let's, we're going to find out 
just how good of a singer our guy is. Yeah. Does he still have it? Mm, I don't know. He was he was yelling at Anthony Heron and I one day. We were singing a song together on the air for a moment, and he told us we were both flat. Okay. But he very uh, calculatedly did not sing. So, mm, I don't know. Interesting. All right. Well, he's this is... I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. Well, and if it's bad, I will definitely make fun of him. Uh, <laughs> And if it's good, then yes. I'll just probably just wear it. I but, do yeah. love listening to you two guys, man. It's funny. She got Sean, the Cubs fan, Gabe, the Sox fan. He admit he's a, he's a he's a big Sox fan. He and, is. And he loving is. life. At he's finding out that uh, life is pretty cool at Wrigley Field. Maybe this will change his ways. Maybe this will make him become a cup. I mean, come on. If they're letting him sing this, maybe they're trying to change him. We'll give you whatever yeah. you want. Get Gabe. him a jersey. Yeah. Shake, shake hands with Clark the Cub. You know, <laughs> They found out about his Hulu gig, and they're like, yo, we got to get this guy in while we still have him. You know? The Gabe Ramirez from Hulu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lollapalooza? Neat. The other little thing I just wanted to share with you, too, I will be starting a podcast very soon here for Odyssey, and for 670 the score, it has been appropriately named. It is named the Daily Score. I saw some stuff about what's going on with this, man. Yeah, we've been working on this for a little while. It's it's a a podcast that I will do Monday through Friday. It's 10 to 15 minutes a day where I will essentially get to talk about any topic that I would like. And we've decided to keep it to Chicago sports. So whichever team that I, whatever's hot, whatever I'm interested in, 10 to 15 minutes a day. I will be either talking for that time. Maybe I'll have a guest on. Whatever. Maybe we'll play some cool interviews. Whatever. But we're we're we are as they say, we are very close to launching the the latest score Odyssey podcast. Very cool. That's awesome, man. So a little, little grody shorties, but every day then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that just became daunting. Yeah, yeah. Every, every damn day. Give me the keys, Lisa. Every day. Yes, every day. I keep thinking about that part. <laughs> it's awesome to be doing a podcast. I thought, oh, man, that's every damn day. <laughs> I got to do that and come up with something. But, no, I, I can't wait. I wouldn't have agreed to do it if I didn't want to do it. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'll, I'll be able to fill in some more details and figure out exactly which day we're doing it. Uh, Ray Diaz will be the executive producer of the show, so we are in good hands that way as well. Thank yous to the people who came on this show today, including James Fox of Future Sox, Gabe Ramirez, who you are just about to hear from out at Wrigley Field. Paul Sullivan of the Chicago Tribune joined us as well. And our executive producer today, Sean, sometimes shady, Sears. For him, I am Mark Grody. I'll look forward to talking to you soon on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Bears. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.